The phone conversation between fantasy veterans Bob Harris and Matt Waldman is a quick and dirty rundown of players, units, or teams from Sunday's games. Feel it or fuck it is our instant verdict on the fantasy value of a player or situation, not the ability, effort, or character of the player. This is just how two old-timers in this industry talk when they got a lot of cover in a little time. Good morning, Matt. It's an oblong spheroid. It bounces funny ways. That's how we explain all the nonsense that happened yesterday. That's a good excuse. I think that works oh, for me. It. So do you have any excuses for Taekwon Thornton or just praise? <clears throat> uh, I have praise for him. Like, you know, I, I don't want to get over enthusiastic, but, you know, I was a, I was skeptical when they drafted him, uh, but the speed thing seems to be a factor for, for him and for the Patriots. And so, like, I, like, he's not a playable asset from a fantasy perspective week in, week out, but we have buys coming, and there's this thing called attrition. Uh, at some point, having a Tyquan Thornton on your roster might come in handy. Yeah, I'm feeling it as a guy to monitor. Um, I'm not sure, though, whether he's just an, uh, a slightly richer version of Anthony Schwartz, be, and, and people get enamored with that speed. Um, so, you, you know, if you're looking to pick him up right now, nah, I'm not I'm not there. But, uh, but Wandale Robinson, any different feeling about <clears throat> that for him? Yeah, feeling him, mostly just feeling every single beat writer I've talked to since June who says they have big plans for this fellow. And, like, obviously there's a reason they haven't come to fruition, but uh, there's obviously reasons why they will now that he's back because, uh, again, did I mention that attrition thing, Matt? It's a, it's a thing, and apparently in uh, New York it's a bigger thing for the Giants at least because uh, Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy, so... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of feeling this. Uh, you know, uh, I think they, I can think they can cobble together a role for him. Yeah, fuck it. No, no, I'm nah. not going there. I'm not going there because the, it's like every week it's somebody different. You know, I, I maybe it's because I'm feeling sour grapes that I was feeling it for Darius Slayton last week <laughs> and nothing happened with that. I got to come off that pretty quick and tell people to come off that one quick. But I just feel like it's a different guy every week, and I know they have big plans. But it seems to me like if there's a place that exaggerates everything and the fish is always this big when it's actually this big, it's the city of New York. Well, I mean, I'll say this, uh, you know, in terms of there is a single playable commodity there week in, week out. Uh, it is Saquon Barkley. That is true. But there are some, some ancillary pieces that I think as we head into the bye week season uh, will be beneficial. I think Robinson might be one. Daniel Bellinger might be the other. So fuck you, Matt Waldman. <laughs> 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 How about Keontae Ingram? Ah, fuck him. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> like, it wasn't really exciting when, you know, with an opportunity. And uh, I think the opportunities will, you know, evaporate going forward. Oh, well, uh, so. well, I'll say, I'll say fuck Cliff Kingsbury for it because yeah, honestly, he fair. was the best. He was, honestly, I, I, he looked every bit the back in the limited time that I saw him on tape. Um, and that means that he's actually the most promising back they have, but they don't know it yet. Um, so we'll we'll see. Maybe we'll revisit that one. Okay, Rondell okay. Moore. I, here, let me Rondell Moore. So I keep uh, you know making it clear that I am Morris. I have a, a bias against this young man uh, because I feel like he's a, the next coming of Dan, Andy, Andy Isabella, right? Okay. Uh, I just like he, he seems like a piece that they bought Cliff Kingsbury. Because Cliff really wanted a piece like this, and and turns out Cliff can't make a damn thing work. So right. uh, that's that's the issue for me. Yeah, I can understand that. I think if they used Rondell more like he was used at Purdue, which was actually as a wide receiver and not a slot weapon, 
uh, or I'm in a screen pass recipient, then it would be better. But I laugh because right now all they do is throw screen passes to him. Even even early, you know, when they let him match up one-on-one -on -one and run two-way goes and use that incredible speed and quickness and footwork, he looks great if they let him go downfield a little bit more. But even the, some of the downfield routes I saw yesterday, I was laughing because I posted something on Twitter that says, this finally they're not going to use him on a screen but it actually still is a screen in spirit because all they did was run off the defense and let him go five yards further downfield you so know to put a fine point on it we agree fuck cliff kingsbury there we go i'm, I'm good with that dante pettis <laughs> I, you know i i feel like i feel bad uh for for you know fucking all these guys but you know still not a big not totally so look the bears passing attacks getting better uh, Pettis is not the piece I would be interested in uh, in this case. There is a cat shadow in the background just above your head. And I think that's probably what it is, is that like, I think that I think the cat is influencing your brain a little bit, but I agree. It just fuck fuck that offense right now, except maybe Darnell Mooney, because I believe that he's a good worker. And <clears throat> I think that he works his way into like finding a way to be prominent in this. I know that depends a lot on Justin Fields. But I think that if there's a guy you're going to stick with, he's the one. Right. Just if, for no other reason than the sunk cost, right? I mean, you have, you you paid a price to have him thinking you get some semblance of last year's. I think you are getting some semblance of last year's Darnell Mooney. Just it's a totally different offense, one that does not like to throw the football especially. But they are throwing more. So if you have him, hold on to him and uh, and hope for the best. Does Kyle On the Pitt, week, you need to use him. Yeah. Does Kyle Pitt's touchdown change your mind on him at all? But you were like, sunk cost, I'm sticking with him anyway. I was like, fuck him. But so, Sunk cost sticking with him, but not as a starter. Like, I, you know, and, and I don't, I haven't looked at the box, all the boxes and everything yet and didn't see Hayden Hurst do nothing. Uh, but if he did nothing, I mean, I, I, I wasn't playing Kyle Pitts last week, and my, my stance hasn't changed. I mean, I can hold on to Kyle Pitts and hope for better, right? And, and think that better days are coming. But I don't have to play that hope. I don't have to play my hope. I have to play the guys that are playing well right now. And so, and you probably have guys that have risen up the ranks that you can use. So I'm not fucking Kyle Pitts. I'm just saying, you know, hang tight, be patient, uh, and hope for the best. The usage was better uh, this week. And so, you know, in terms of route participation, as our friend Dwayne McFarland likes to point out, um, the targets weren't great. Uh, the yardage was not great. The touchdown was, and that's all you got. It was three targets. Everybody. Well, then so the, relax a little bit. Let's do the corollary that I'll throw in here as an audible. Drake London. Does that mean if you're feeling Kyle Pitts, that it's just fuck Drake London? Because that's been my stance is that it's one or the other. It's one or the both. other. Uh, right? I, I feel like it's one or the other, and it's probably the one you got. You know? And, and again, we're at that time of the season where, you know, with buys coming out of everything, you're going to be you're gonna be wishing you had some commodities capable of high-end production any given week. And I know we haven't seen a lot of that from Kyle Pitts. We've seen, you know, reasonable play from Drake London. I'm, this seems to be a run first offense. Also, I don't think the same Marcus Mariota we saw yesterday shows up every week. Uh, I, I have evidence of this. I think every other leap year that, that he shows right. up but at this point. But, you know, we're getting survivalist advice from you, it feels like, you know, when we're talking about bye weeks at this point, which makes sense. How about Chris Godwin? Um, I, I'm always feeling Chris Godwin. I mean, I, you know, so I saw a number of, you know, floating around on my Twitters last night that Tom Brady's off target percentage was unusually high, uh, in this game. Uh, but the targets were there for, uh, for Godwin, the, you know, the utilization is there for Godwin. Everything's there. Uh, you know, I'm just going to be patient and hope this offense gets things figured out and dialed in a little bit. And I'm looking at Utah Brady. 
Uh, that means going to all the practices, not partying, you know, things you always have done to win Super Bowls before. See, I'm not worried about Tom Brady in the slightest. Uh, I'm just worried about him having a conniption fit about his offensive line that was getting him hit over and over and over again, despite there only being, you know, <laughs> them missing five yeah, defensive no backs. Rush. But that pass rush was just killing Tom Brady in this game and early on there was a point where he was literally saying fuck it to his offensive line while he was, he was in the arms of a defender before he even got to the sideline you he was even see no, so i mean you know i get so i'm like this is going to be an ongoing issue and especially when the pressure comes up the middle which you know there i just thought it was odd this this was an odd game and i was making light of uh, brady's absence uh, you know to go to uh robert Kraft's wedding on friday night but uh i noticed bill belichick didn't go <laughs> Who got the win? <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I, I we, old school Harris coming yeah, through. I, I, all, all I know is, all I know is, uh, I, I'm not even gonna go there. If I go there, that's gonna, <laughs> there people are gonna say fuck me. So I'm not, For I'm Elton not going. John is worth a trip. Everyone knows this. Yeah, there we go. All right. So Darius Slayton, all right, over one week wonder. Fuck it. Uh, I or still, you know, I, I mean, yes, impatient. mostly. Mostly, yes. I mean, I th you know, I think we probably should all agree that most, you know, pieces not named Saquon Barkley in the New York Giants offense are going to be hit or miss uh, in any given week, except Daniel Bellinger, apparently, who's going to be one of the best things to slice bread. Uh, no, it's, it's <laughs> moving into tight end two territory, maybe. But, um, but in all seriousness, I think you know, if you have some of these pieces and you find yourself in a buy any week, you have the hope that one of them is going to show up, and and it might be Slayton, it might be Robinson, but beyond that, yeah, fuck. Fuck the New York Giants passing offense. You're horrible. That's where I'm You're at. You're a horrible human, Matt Wallman. Uh, uh, yes, I am. Zach Wilson. Let's move over across the river. Uh, Does that stink any less? Feeling him. Uh, what? All 26, all 26 of his handoffs were flawless and resulted with great production for the players I'm more interested in. So I'm all about Zach Wilson. Go, Zach. As long as he keeps doing what he's doing, I'm feeling him too. <laughs> there we go. Breeze Hall. Speaking totally feeling it. I uh, yeah. wish I had, you know, I started getting buying in, you know, as the draft season went on, wish I had started buying in earlier. Um, you know, and I, you know, the early season fears, I think we even joked about it. You can be the heartbeat of the offense watching from the sidelines. And I'm glad Michael Carter is embracing that role because uh, that's going <laughs> to be his role. Brees Hall is the real deal. Yeah, I think he is too. And and I think in hindsight, when I look back on this, I, re you know, I thought, well, Zach Wilson's going to be the reason why I'm not going to like Brees Hall. Um, but now when you look at the fact that there were 12 quarterbacks last week that didn't throw for through for around 200 yards or less, and they won games that tells you about the way these two high shells in, uh, you know, are allowing teams to run and have success running the football and winning with a, a, a more heavy, uh, heavier run oriented attack. So if I had known that that's great, but Fuck my hindsight. What am I going to tell you? So, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Jones. Uh, fuck the Packers uh, right now. I mean, they're not doing anything I want them to do. Uh, all the happy stories I've told myself in the head, uh, in my mind about Aaron Rodgers being able to will this in this offense into success. And look, I mean, he's done it before. Uh, he has a good coach and the scheme is good. You would think the blocking would get better. It seems like nothing's working there. And so until, except one thing. Uh, Robert Tunyon, I'll, we'll get to him. Uh, but, but, but but like, nothing nothing seems to be working right there. I can dial back as much as I can. But, you know, again, you're looking at the investment. I think people are going to continue playing that investment. 
And uh, at some point, it's going to get right. I'd be looking at other options. I know that's a scary thing, people, uh, to sideline players that you invested high-end uh, draft capital in. But at some point, uh, you know, when other people are producing, you have to look at the numbers and go with guys that are putting them up. Yeah, this offense is a fuck it situation because when you look at it, the, the way it goes, first of all, you have a you have a slot, a big slot receiver in in Alan Lazard who needs to be schemed open. So fuck that because teams can play man to man on him and and have more success. You, your your best receiver is probably the hybrid tight end. We're going to talk about that in a minute. You've got two rookie receivers, so they can play man to man on them and blitz. And Aaron Rodgers, who thinks that he's Superman because. For many years, he's come damn close at the quarterback position to do that. Thinks he can still um, beat two high shells with his athletic ability, but he doesn't have the the you know the complementary components to actually be able to get the job done that way. So he's not going to check the ball down, even though my buddy, you know, our, our buddy Dwayne McFarland, who I'm going to say, you know, I love you, fuck you, Dwayne, is that <laughs> you know come back and go nah, it's just that. They're not scheming enough for him. Well, he's not Marshall Falk, you know, and you don't deal with him in that way where that they're going to scheme an offense around him that way because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to comply. He's going to want to try and chuck that ball downfield. But, you know, all your Twitter followers, Dwayne, and now that you're with big Matthew Berry fantasy life, you can come over the top and say whatever you want and everybody's going to outvote <laughs> me in the school lunchroom. <laughs> so big fuck me to that to that uh, but that's all right let's get let's get to tanya because yeah. i'm gonna i, I want to acknowledge I've, I've been feeling this a little bit the last couple of weeks and this is not like a numbers thing this is just like a, a feel thing you know like a total yeah. feel like what is it i mean who who, do, who shows up at the kentucky derby with aaron Rodgers? who's at his house for halloween parties who's doing all stuff it's 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 tanya he's always he's always around they're good buddies i think this matters at this point in a struggling offense if you're a trusted piece and and apparently you know all my hopes and desires for Alan Lazard, you know, I mean, he's, I, but, yeah, but <laughs> Robert Tunyon seems to be the guy that's going to be drawing some attention. And it seems like it's been building up a couple of weeks and maybe this is coincidental with Tunyon, you know, getting up the speed, uh, you know, after kind of a quiet uh, training camp coming off last year's ACL. Yeah. Tunyon's the best matchup piece who can, who can win in situations where you put him. You, you get him drawn against a, a some sort of coverage mismatch. I think he's I, I think that he's you know he and Lazard are both the best contested catch players at this stage of their game. But Tanya's just a little bit better, I think, in terms of where you can match him up in different instances. Whereas I think with Lazard again, it's about can you put him on three receiver sides and find a way to scheme him up against a linebacker. Whereas Tunyon can beat a linebacker and a safety. I, I have concerns about Lazard always consistently beating safeties. All right. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Is it is, is this a case of where you, you've said fuck him long enough that now you're going to start feeling him? Or no, is it just no, one, I mean, one, like, one I, game? To be fair, I've been feeling him all along in terms of he's a very talented player who is capable of doing remarkable things, who doesn't have a role that's the kind of role necessary to support consistent fantasy production if you're looking for someone who will give you some spike weeks on occasion I, I, congratulations to him for staying healthy and staying on the field i'm hoping the offense improves and his role increases uh but at this point there's one piece of this passing attack i want and so let's bring up the other piece that you love so much alec pierce feeling it feeling alec pierce now i'm trying i've been feeling alec pierce i'm asking you my man i'm trying to beat you over the head with alec pierce for weeks like, now. I feel, this, I feel the same way about him I do about uh, Paris Campbell, except slightly better about Pierce because uh, he seems to be a little higher in the week-to-week -week hierarchy. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, there again, there's one piece here that I think is reliable and trustworthy, and that's Michael Pittman. Uh, and you know, beyond that, you're kind of taking your chances any given week. That said, I mean, I'm, Alec Pierce is growing on me as a piece that I'm willing to take my chances on. Yeah, it's kind of like a roulette wheel or one of those spinning those wheels that have the little pies of of categories. And Alex Pierce's pie is getting yeah. a little bit wider, yes. but it's still, but like it's like half the board is Michael Pittman. You know, but, the but other I will say, third if, is. If Matt, if Matt Ryan keeps putting up those kind of numbers, we're, uh, you know, we're all, I'm, I'm going to look very foolish in a couple more weeks. Yeah. And I think it's going to happen. So we're going to have some fun with that at the, at the point. Halloween is coming up. So we can yeah. see what, see, yeah, we can see what happens of what we can, we can find Bob, you know, if he, all right, what about that. the other piece there? Deion Jackson, uh, you know, this was the week of, you know, the replacement running back. I used opportunity, him. I had fun. sudden opportunity running backs. I felt like he was not one of my favorite. Of all those pieces that came in, I mean, you know, Kenneth yeah. Walker clearly was the, you know, and Ramondre Stevenson lived up to the, to the hype, you know, Benjamin. So, yeah. um, but I blame Cliff. Um, so, but but I thought, but but I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, but but in general, it's got to be a fuck up, right? Yeah, in general, I'd say he's just more of a he's more of a if this injury, if the injuries continue to be an issue for for Taylor. Then you then you feel him just because he's got straight line speed. He can run between the tackles in that offense because he's a good gap runner and he can catch the football. I mean, ten receptions—that's yeah, enough. To, 10 you targets, can look at right? that and say maybe yeah. this is a, maybe this I mean, is a fuck Naeem Himes I will, situation. I will say this: Philip Lindsay is no Deion Jackson. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting from that perspective because Philip Lindsay is a naturally a very good runner naturally, but the. You know, he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. And when you can't do that, you're too limited in this league. Alan Robinson. Everyone wants to say fuck him, but did he do <clears> enough <throat> to say feel and, him? And nobody is because of the investment cost, right? Because everyone's hanging on to him, hoping he turns into something more along the lines of what we saw against Carolina. And maybe he will, right? I mean, you know, I think, you know, there's, again, we're coming into a portion of the season where, you're going to be using some pretty ugly pieces. And and I can think of some that I used already in this past week that are way uglier than Allen Robinson. So I'm feeling him as that. And, you know, still with the potential or the hope for potential uh, for more at some point. Uh, I don't know if that potential will ever be realized fuck based the, on what I've seen now. Just the it Panthers isn't. for giving us false hope. That's what I would <laughs> say. But I agree with you. I actually, I do agree with you on all of that because it is a – it, at this point, are you going to pick Allen Robinson or one of the Giants receivers? Or uh, Robbie and, and Anderson? Really, oh wait, or, nobody's picking uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or one of or one of the Colts receivers right, right. now. Right. I, I, exactly. To me, Allen Robinson, Alec Pierce, six of one, half dozen of the other. Do you even know who Ronnie Rivers is? I do know who Ronnie Rivers is, and uh, not from watching the game on Sunday, but from watching the transaction wire the day before. Um, like. You know, look, opportunities matter at running back uh, in a situation where there were opportunities open, obviously, by Cam Akers and his suddenly, you know, split with the team. It appears that this coming uh, certainly came for this weekend. You know, he, Malcolm Brown was was the guy. And I, I don't have any reason to believe that it's going to change with the, you know, Henderson, Malcolm Brown, Rivers yeah. bringing up the yeah. rear. I, yeah, I'll say this. Um, Kyron Williams, who was who yeah, they drafted. Ronnie Rivers is better than Kyron Williams as in the role that they want to use Ronnie Rivers in. And I'll say Chad Ryder and I both like Ronnie Rivers, but from a fantasy well, they, perspective, fuck it. Yeah. Well, He's yeah. Well, the Rams receiver. play their investment just like I'm playing my investments. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. There we go. Tom Brady. 
Nah, you know, I, I like I'm not fucking, but you know, I'm not feeling them right now. I want, I would like to see better. The pass protection that you mentioned is going to be an ongoing issue. Uh, we knew this for a while, and you know, again, I would remind people a couple of years ago, Tom Brady couldn't complete a long pass for the first half of the season. By the end of the season, he was the best deep passer in all of football, and the Bucks run route to a Super Bowl. And so, I mean, you know, things can change and evolve a little bit. I think Brady uh, has earned the benefit of the doubt over the course of time. You can play other pieces. He probably drafted pieces after him that are outproducing him at the moment. Go ahead and play them until Brady gets it right. Listen, the. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers line is definitely bad, but I definitely think there's enough weapons there for Brady to be fine. And we got to remember that while the Steelers' defensive backfield was all, was filled with backups, their defensive front still is filled with some pretty studly guys. So that's basically what happened there is that the defensive front won the day. Julio Jones. Uh, fuck him. I, you know, I, well, I, I mean, I'm, I do believe in insurance. Okay. But not, not that kind of insurance for my fantasy rosters. So I think a lot of the reason we keep people like this on our rosters, I mean, is the same reason the Buccaneers do in case they need him uh, when it comes up. And they've openly said this, this is someone they're hoping to have down the stretch and in the playoffs if things arise, but they have really good weapons ahead of him. Uh, they can afford to pay him. Um, <clears throat> from a fantasy perspective, I think it's not wise to sit there and hold on to pieces that are never going to produce, you know, or you have to pick the week they're going to produce and rely on those pieces. So, I mean, as the bottom of the uh, bench guy, bottom of your roster guy in a deeper leagues, sure, hold on to him for, in hopes that you're going to get that one good game. Good luck picking when that one good game is going to happen. Bob Harris's fantasy Drano. He was going to unclog your rosters. I would, that's what I think. And I agree. Fuck it. Amari Cooper. I love him so much. Uh, at home, home Amari, home Amari. Wait, I had to. I have to qualify that. Home Amari will get you a touchdown. Uh, away Amari doesn't do much for you, but but also, I mean, the target shares there. I mean, he is the piece that is reliable about David and Joku, and I love David and Joku, and I will continue playing him. But I'm okay playing Amari Cooper. I think it. I think when the season is all said and done, he'll have given you the. He'll give you better production than the price you paid for him. I'm feeling Amari Cooper. He's as advertised. So love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.